Since it is Tishabov, we will dispense with regular greeting. However, I would like to share an idea about Tishabov in line with the approach of this podcast to explain the structure of various things. And that is the halacha that we say ve'atakadosh on Tishabov. This year, Tishabov fell out on Moti Shabbos, so we would normally say the Ve'atakadosh prayer. However, <clears throat> it is said always, even if Tishabov does not fall out on a Moti Shabbos. So let's understand, if we can, why. So there is a Drasha from Moselevichik and a Sefer called Drasha Harav by Anna Lustiger, where he provides an approach as to why we say the Ve'atakadosh prayer on Purim. That I think is also relevant to Tishabov. When discussing Purim, <clears throat> he quotes from Vaisalovechik that Esther realized that the salvation of Purim would happen differently. It would be in a concealed form. And the Tehillim that is supposed to be Esther's Tehillim, the Tehillim Chav Beis, the Pasuk of the Atakaro Sheshev Tehillis Yisrael, is written. And the idea of Kedusha, Vaisalovechik points out, is that Hashem is separate. So Hashem might be separate, more separate from us in this case as well. So it will be saved, but Hashem will still remain far away. And if you look at the tefillah itself, after the words, that Hashem is holy and enthroned upon the praises of Israel, it says they, they say out to each other, Kadosh, 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 Hashem Tzvakos, Melech Three, Hashem is holy three times. He's the master of legions, and his kavod fills the entire land. So, what is the the Aramaic then explains further that Hashem is kadish bishmei meroma ale bishchinte, holy and most exalted heaven, the abode of His presence. Kadish al ara ove gvorte, holy on earth, product of His strength, and finally, kadish the olam holy forever and ever. So the idea of Salvatore was expressing is that, and this part of the Purim story, is that even if Hashem is, normally he says the idea of Tzvakos, Hashem is, the, is in charge of even more inconsequential things. So it could be that Hashem might be in the heavens above, but he's also in the earth below. And that's the realization of Purim. He says that's why this is said on Purim. And perhaps it is appropriate then to say this may be why it could be said on Tishabav as well. The destruction of the base of Migdash and all the calamities of that time, the calamities that have befallen Jewish people ever since, could cause one to question where is Hashem? And this idea that it is true, Hashem can be in high, but he's also on this earth. Even if we can't see it, it's still there. And it lines up with the Medrash and Eicha that on the day the base of Megdash was destroyed, Mashiach was born. Through the destruction of the base of Megdash, the salvation is still there. Again, even if we can't see it. And this perhaps also lines up with the story of Yochanan ben Zakkai and his meeting with Vespasian, which was recorded in the Gemara and Gittin. The Gemara discusses the, discusses the Chorban bias. Yochanan ben Zakkai makes requests for Yavne, where the Chachamim were, the scholars were, the line 
of the Nasi, the family of Hillel, and a doctor for Tzadok. There is some criticism in the Gemara. Why didn't he ask for the Vesa Migdash? So the Gemara maybe says that Hashem took away some insight from, from, the, from the wise. It wasn't supposed to ask. Maybe Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai didn't think the Beis Amigdash could be saved. And I happened to be reading this evening a book called The Emperors and the Jews. And he discusses this story, this Gemara. And he also mentions a comment from Rabbi Salavechik that only zealots think the easy answers exist to such questions. But if you realize the complexity, you know that it's very difficult, and that's obviously the position that Riochan Menzakai finds himself in. And Rabbi Salvechik, at the end of this footnote in this book, page 155, says that perhaps this was something that nagged him for the rest of his life of whether he should have asked to save the city. It was a tough call. And once again, we look today. 1950 years later, and we see that the Jewish people have still survived, but the Roman Empire is left to history books. And that is something that's not true about the Jewish people. We're still around. And the idea would be that even if we don't know why things happen, we have trust in Hashem, that he's got a master plan. And that is something that is evidenced by the prayer of Atah Kadosh. So you make a decision, in the case of Yochan ben Zakkai, of what to do um, as well to save the Bnei Israel, you don't know, but we can look back and something maybe he himself wasn't even able to realize in his lifetime. And um, we see that once again, Hashem has a plan. And if this relates to the Parsha of the Varm as well, that Ben Israel and the Midbar perhaps didn't have full faith that Hashem would be able to uh, help them out the way they needed in Eretz Yisrael. So we had a lack of Bitachon there as well. So perhaps a message um, slightly different than maybe the normal message of Tisha B'Av, of, of unity, but here is a message of perhaps trusting in Hashem and realizing that even if we can't always understand why things happen, and there's lots of un unpleasant events in the Gullus, to realize that it's all part of a master plan. Perhaps if we're able to do that, Hashem will reveal his plan to us. With Mashiach, we'll all be in Yerushalayim. May it be speedily in our days.